Pay. Welcome back to Season 3 of Pigeonal Hockey, a participating member of the Hockey Focus Family Podcasts. This is Chris and today's co-host, Steve. Hey, how's it going, hockey fans? And you know us, we're just a couple goalies that take in one too many pucks at the head and do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. So how goes life, Steve? A little hectic after the holidays. We got our butts kicked with rain in the desert once again. Uh, not, wow. it's, it's kind of funny. It's um, You want to be upset because there's a lot of stuff you want to do outside, but we've been in this unbelievable drought for like eight years. So um, <laughs> uh, I guess it's a blessing. I got to take down all of those Christmas decorations, by the way. So uh, Sunday is shot for me. But speaking about shot, talk to us about your ability to sleep right now, buddy. Oh, man. Well, it is. We're recording this on Wednesday, the 4th of January, around 630, a little bit about a half an hour behind only because I'm behind on everything right now. I slept. I don't nap, but I didn't fall asleep. What? I don't know, man. Okay, so we got home on the 3rd, which was yesterday. We got back in early, like 1030. And I'm thinking, awesome, we're going to be able to uh, and I'll I'll describe the trip here in in a second, how everything ended up wrapping up. But when we got back into Denmark, I thought, finally, we're getting in early. We left New York City in record time. There's apparently no other planes on the tarmac. And off we went thinking, yep, this is going to be easy. We made it home easy. The flight was great. And I don't know, somebody had something in one of their bags on our plane because they corned off the whole area and had the drug sniffing dog out there and were pulling random bags off one at a time. And I'm thinking, man, we got four bags in here. And it's it was already like you're already tired. We've been through two and a half weeks of what was supposed to be a five day trip. And I'm just staring at eight or nine Danish police officers with their drug dogs and just like, would you please, for the love of all that is holy, not grab one of my bags? Because obviously I don't have anything in them, but I'm like, I just don't want to sit there and then have you rip my bag apart when I'm exhausted. And fortunately, nothing happened. We grabbed our bags after staying there an obnoxiously long time. All our bags made it through. We had a taxi home. We weren't even going to deal with the metro. And because we live on the street, we do. We can never be dropped off at our front door because the taxi drivers are like, oh, I can't drive on that street. I'm like, I see you guys drive on the street all the time. Cars always drive on that street. You just can't linger for like more than a minute or two or the bike cops will get you. But whatever. None of them will drop us off at our front door. I fought sleep until 7 p.m. And then uh, woke up at 3.30 this morning and fell back to sleep at around noon and woke up at four so, we're all over the place man it was it's uh, i'm kind of behind on just a pod i don't even know what we talked about last week truthfully i know i recorded it in the hotel in Valleyfield, quebec but yeah i don't i don't remember i think i talked about i did do did we talk about the showcase and everything yeah. i don't remember yeah okay, we i'm did. tired yeah we did <clears throat> yeah. i was tired for different reasons but uh we talked about the showcase. You uh, said what a you know great you know great event it was. Um, you know I mentioned that I would definitely want to be there next year. A few of the other guys said they are going to make a point to want to go there as well. Yeah, so it was all good. I think it was me and you more rambling and just talking more than anything else for that for that episode. Just going over how busy life is and the craziness of your adventures. So uh, yeah, um, it got weirder. <laughs> it got weirder. <laughs> Uh, and you weren't even yeah. with Southwest, which is impressive. So, yeah, some people that work for me weren't able to get back to work. 
<laughs> and we're and this is all has to do with their scheduling software like it's it's like it basically from what i'm told from the 1980s but, but all i know is i'm glad i was not flying over the holidays <laughs> and i'm going to be very cautious ever <sighs> flying with southwest again i'll tell you that much but here so tell me about the rest of your trip oh man <laughs> so again i don't know what i covered on the last podcast i know i was in valley field uh we recorded that i think a couple days after christmas it might have been our first day back in valley field so it might have been we might, i think we did that on on the 27th maybe 28th i think i'd already gotten the ticket secured too i think when we recorded that we'd already actually managed to after 17 hours on hold over several days with the airline we were flying with which was not southwest that we finally got sorted it out by a, a person who wasn't even supposed to be helping us so again very much very thankful for that uh, that airline representative that uh, that set us up with actually finally caring enough to get us home. Again, backtracking to the Vegas showcase was amazing. It was a blast. You know, again, I got to meet a lot of the players out there, and I think I mentioned. I don't know if I even mentioned Gak. It was great to talk to Gak too. I mean, we've had him on the podcast, and meeting him in person was excellent. And I think Gary Stalev too. Met him from Long Beach. So it was it was great. It was it was a lot of fun. I just didn't think the trip would go from being a four or five day adventure and a day in Salt Lake City and a few days in Vegas to being what it became <laughs> from having the flights canceled in New York City to bouncing up to Montreal and then back and forth because we went from Montreal to Ottawa and then we went back to Montreal because that's where we were flying out of and then that didn't work out and they couldn't give us anything so we went back to ottawa because that's where our ride was going because our ride was dropping off their kids as they were heading down to washington dc so off we went to washington dc fortunately <laughs> lived there for quite some time so quite familiar with it we got to enjoy dc i think we arrived at like 12 30 in the morning on the 31st and then we got to enjoy the 31st with our friends one of the, the guys that drove us down um, was none other than one of our previous guests, Ben Keeley, the uh, world champion in broomball. He was the actually the guy that uh, was able to help drive us down to D.C. because he's a big Baltimore Ravens fan and he was going to the game that was on the first. They just weren't planning for the game to be bumped to 830 and be Sunday night football. So that kind of messed up their plans because uh, they were notified on Christmas Day that their game was bumped from one to eight. That said, they were able to enjoy the game. I think they lost a close one to uh, the Steelers right there at the end. But we didn't go to the game with them. We would if it was a one o'clock game, but we were flying out on the second and we didn't want to mess with that. And I was at the airport by like 1145. Our flight wasn't until five. I'm like, I'm not screwing around. I want to get out of here. <laughs> you know. But got to meet friends up in D.C., so that was nice. And uh, yeah, we eventually made it back. But yeah, two and a half weeks, man. It cost me thousands of dollars more. A few-day adventure to Vegas ended up being a two-and-a-half-week trip. What can you do? But I know we were briefly discussing also the uh, the World Juniors, which I haven't – I wasn't able to get – I mean, I'm so far behind on everything right now that I really wasn't able to catch up on anything. I saw the highlights of that Bedard goal, man. Well, before we even talk about Bedard, Adam Gajon. Oh, oh yeah. my goodness. What a tournament on him. Like, when you – like – Bedard is he looks like he's going to be a generational player like he's he's already set all these records for Team Canada by the way I gotta make one note of this all the people that are nitpicking about his goals that he scored his points in the part of the world junior tournament that was canceled that shouldn't count oh, shut up sh sh shut up 
he was playing against the best talent in the world, and it was canceled due to COVID. You people need to just go away. Go away. Go away. So anyway. Nice way to put it. Yeah. Uh, I, trust me, it was a lot more colorful when I was speaking to them directly. When a person of his talent says, when he scored that game-winning goal, which is just it's phenomenal because he, the poison patience he showed in three-on-three hockey with the game on the line in overtime to score that goal, okay? Phenomenal goal. Deke the entire team into their jock straps on that one. That was on the ice, so four players, right? But when his compliment to Gajan was, I wasn't scoring by shooting, so I had to do something. And that speaks volumes about, number one, Bedard's talent, but number two, Gajan. He was unbelievable like Canada you know they hit a few goal posts but hey that's not a goal right so we don't care part of the goalie's equipment as far as I'm concerned um but he made so many outstanding saves like Canada should easily if it wasn't for for him and his efforts and nothing against Canada's goalie he played phenomenal as well but Gajan was just out of his mind like just unreal you know it should have easily been you know an eight to three game but goalie's the big part of the team, right? Shut that door and gave them the opportunity to win. Unreal play. So, yeah, I can't speak uh, enough about him. And where did you say he's out of again? At Green Bay, Wisconsin in the USHL, is that correct? Yeah, that's who he's playing for. Yeah. 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 So just unreal. Unreal. So huge shout out to him. The semifinals today is going to be epic. We got Canada, USA coming on up. And then we have Sweden and uh, Czechia coming on up. So is that all happening on the today, the fourth? Because our yep. listeners, you're listening to this on the fifth. So yep. oh, well, actually, I might drop this today. We'll see. Let's see if I can edit it in time. Well, it's going to be Canada USA rivalry. All the talent on that ice, and Checky has been playing <laughs> unreal in this tournament. So uh, my prediction today is that Checky has it's going to be Checky at, and I believe Canada is going to just outsqueak the United States only because of this, because both have such talented players on the ice. The USA's quarterfinal game was much easier than Canada's opponent because I think I think they played uh, was it Germany that they played in the quarters? I think they I think I remember hearing about the US beating Germany. I don't I don't know anything. Yeah, I th- it um, had to be Germany because yeah, if you're it, saying it's not like Germany. I mean, if, if I don't know who they're going to. Germany's been really getting stronger and stronger, and they're going to be a force to be reckoned with moving forward. But yeah, yeah, just uh, just like it's not it's not an insult to those players or anything else. Uh, definitely not. Not my style. It's just the the Slovakian team was just playing lights out. Right. They were just playing so phenomenal. Um, you know, so um, like I said, yeah, again, not an insult whatsoever to that. It was just it, it just is what it is. Right. It was. Yeah. You know, um, I'm not actually trying to bring it on up here on a double IHF website here. Yeah. So it was, yeah, USA beat Germany 11 to one. Right. So it's either one of two things, right? Either the USA is going to be firing in all, all cylinders because they had multiple people putting the puck in the net. Cooley, I think, got a hattie. Or it's going to be after that battle that Canada just went through, they're ready and they're game ready. Because one thing Slovakia did was, man, they were checking the crap out of Canada. Canada's big problem in this tournament seems to be Overexcitement. They take dumb penalties because the adrenaline's going and it gets them into trouble when you don't want to do that against the USA. So going to be phenomenal either way. But those are my predictions. That's my prediction. It's going to be Canada, uh, Czechia in the finals, but we'll see. 
we'll see, my friend. And I know you usually like to chime in and pick opposites just to create the <laughs> the rivalry here. But um, I know you've been busy and haven't been able to watch this. But man, I haven't. <laughs> such great I can't hockey. even tell, like. I, I, and it's it's just been that time here. Like I literally have spent. I think some of those players might be aware. Uh, I made sure that like originally with the the Las Vegas tournament, I thought I'd be home here in Denmark, and I just watch all the. I literally had spread out the times where I wasn't going to work that week, so I'm just going to sit there and watch hockey. I didn't expect to actually go. Um, so I ended up rewatching all the games to just make sure I could still get those little tidbits of highlights. And uh, I finally got through, I think, the final game from the tournament uh, right before I flew out of D.C. on the second. I think I finished off with the Vernal-Fresno game was the final game I watched. And that's how long it took with everything happening for me to be able to just sit down and actually watch the games. And then since I've been home, I was able to catch up on action in the last 24 hours with the the nine games that I watched between the Null and uh, USPHL. And speaking of like the, the three of those games, because I think there's only three of them that were USPHL. I think the other six were Null. Austin played a three-game series against Iowa. And uh, I think I think Robertson was in net for the shutout in the third game because i think the first two they fell so shout out to ethan robertson of austin if he was in fact in that i'm pretty sure he was it's i'm i don't even remember and i just watched the game in the last 24 hours so that's how off i am but um i think northeast faced off against johnstown they had a pretty good crowd johnstown i give them i give them props they they bring in a pretty good crowd there they split the series because i think Northeast really took it to him the first game, and then I think they lost in like I don't know, like 15 round shootout with them. So really, that one was fun to watch. I lost a count of how many rounds there was. Was able to get again watch those couple Idaho Falls and Utah Outliers games, and I think Provo played Utah. So Utah faced Utah had a few games recently. And thank you for like I would say you know because Miles McHugh was on my fantasy roster, but only being a few games. And speaking of fantasy, man, like your team's been climbing, like you have been slowly chipping your way back, and you leapfrogged me. Uh, so I'm back and forth. I've lived between third and fifth all season, and I got super close to second once, like within point four points, and just couldn't couldn't jump whoever was in second, which I think was you that week. But yeah, you're you're back in third, and uh, I had a better week than you. Uh, by two points but again it wasn't a big point oh i had the i was number one this week with all of 13 points and that all 13 points for me came from miles McHugh. (laughs) wow well he didn't get a 13 point week but based off our scoring he brought in 13 points because he had a uh obviously played all three games he had a a goal in the first game a goal in the second he had like three assists on new year's eve um he had assist on the 30th so it worked out the 13 points from my fantasy team um, you had uh, Will Cohen, uh, who brought in 10 of your 11 points, and uh, Mishar got a point for you. But yeah, we were first and third this week because uh, the Wasatch Ice Dogs, between David Orsmog and Mark Musbacher, uh, those were his point getters. And then, uh, yeah, Silicon Valley is second place. Like Ben's team, the Chihuahua, have been just chipping away week by week at the Noco Locos. Well, somebody needed to. And apparently Ben's team is the magical team in the last month because they've been chipping away at that massive lead that the locals once had. But he had points from Seth Stock and Ben DeFiore. The Canadian Cobra Chickens got points from the from George Goodwin on Idaho. The Noco Locos got points from Matthew Koepke 
and Justin Davis uh, as both Utah and Idaho faced off. So um, pretty quiet week for our fantasy league, but dude, it's been a fun month. Like there has been some outstanding play uh, from the players on our fantasy rosters. All right. Do you want to talk about our honorable mention for uh, defenders in the USPHL? Yeah, yeah. So considering, uh, you know, this is kind of that monthly episode and we've been shifting how it looks, but we'll do the honorable mentions thing because I think I think it went pretty well last month. Uh, we get to mention a lot of the players without going too much in depth. But again, for for any scouts or GMs out there listening, if you hero two and you're looking for somebody to add to your college roster, pay attention. And for any of the O3s and younger um I would definitely, if I'm, again, one of these NAL or USHL or CHL or D1 or NCDC programs, I'd be uh, I'd be taking a look. But um, honorable mention for this month is going to be none other than Kyle Russell, who was, I think, on our top 10 last month. Uh, but he's an honorable mention this month. He's an O2 out of Dallas, Texas. Uh, again, he's lighting it up for a defender. I think he's got a crazy amount of points, but uh, he also plays a really strong defensive game. Otherwise, the points wouldn't be enough for me, honestly, to play, put a player for an honorable mention on defenders. Points is important, but if the defensive game isn't there, they're a forward. But um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, but no, he's a strong, he's a strong, strong defender, and uh, you know he definitely knows how to uh, set up a play and quarterback a play. So he's quite impressive to watch. Awesome. So who do we have in the number 10 spot for defenders? Number 10 is going to be uh, Stefan Leitner out of the Lake Tahoe Lakers. He's an 0-2 out of Austria. Yeah, he was actually very impressive at the showcase. He, he put up a bunch of points in the showcase. I think initially in the beginning, he was the lead. I don't know if he's the leading scorer by the end of the showcase for Lake Tahoe, but uh, he definitely uh, was the main point getter to start off the Lake Tahoe Lakers at the uh, at the showcase. But yeah, Stefan Leitner. Awesome. And who do we have coming in at number nine? At number nine, we're going to go with Matthew Koepke, the 0-2 out of Vernon Hill, Illinois, off the Utah Outliers. Uh, oh, my gosh. I said Illinois like my wife does. It's Illinois. <laughs> Illinois. She's getting to me. And every single time she says that, I make fun of her. I'm like, it's Illinois. Uh, maybe Matthew can correct us, but I lived in Illinois for a few years. It's Illinois. <laughs> but, yeah, he's he's had a really good month. Well, he didn't get to finish the month off because I think he got suspended. Uh, and I guess Utah's I guess Utah's appealing. According to what I heard on the broadcast, I think Utah was appealing it. But I don't think he played the next two. He hasn't played the last uh, two games. But, of course, one of those games being in the new year. But, uh, yeah, he had a strong month. Matthew Koepke. Nice. And, and who do we have coming in at number eight? Uh, at number eight, it's going to be Nathan Malott. Uh, he's in 0-2 out of Thompson, Manitoba, and he plays for the Rogue Valley Royals. I actually got to meet him as well at the showcase. We didn't talk a lot, but he's friends with Fabian Pizarro, who's been on the podcast, uh, as they've played together before. But he's just had an impressive month. I mean, he's he's always in the play. Uh, he's always making it hard on forwards and making him uncomfortable in the uh, offensive zone. So uh, had a great month and he stood out. And I think he's part of the Canadian Cobra Chickens fantasy team, if I'm not incorrect. Nice. Nice. So let's talk about number seven. Number seven is going to be off of Seattle and that's going to be Peter Kanopka, the 3 out of, I'm guessing is Kalispell, Montana. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could be pronouncing that wrong. No, that's but, correct. Uh, is it? Okay. Yeah, you did it. Um, Hi, everybody. Golf club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping Kanapka is uh, also impressed with my 
pronunciation of where he's from. But uh, yeah, no, he's again one of those defenders. He's stood out this month, really strong defensive play. And uh, when a player's name keeps being repeated over a broadcast, it's usually a good thing um, because they're usually involved in a play. So yeah, great month for Kanapka. Nice. Nice. And then number six. Number six is going to be Brent Scott off the Provo Predators. He's an 0-2 out of Litchfield Park, Arizona. So there you go. Another Arizona product, Steve. The Provo signed him at some point. I don't remember when. Um, But, man, he has just been having a month. I I have to really seriously look. I put down his name because that's what I do is as players start to impress me throughout the month, I just drop the name on there. And I don't know if he even started the month with Provo. I could be wrong. Sorry, Predators. But I tell you what, during the during the showcase and everything else, he just he just stood out. He's obviously he can score points, but I mean, he stands out on the ice. He plays a strong defensive game. And uh, I'm quite impressed. Now, I'm going to actually go look up his elite prospects as, as we talk about him, because I'm quite curious as to Brent Scott. And where, where did he come from? Because he didn't start the season with Provo. If he did, I'm crazy. Uh, looks like, okay. He started the season with the Minnesota mullets. Uh, he was their captain of the USPHL premier and, uh, yeah, the Minnesota mullets. Yeah. They're cool looking jerseys. I really like them. Uh, they're, they're kind awesome. of old a little, little bit of hockey flow going on. They got even got a, an <laughs> arena here in Tempe named after them. Beautiful. <laughs> uh, but looks like, okay. So he must've joined, he must've joined late November. Because he's played 11 games. Uh, maybe this and no. Okay. I'll have to look it up. But he might have been a late November, early December acquisition. But he has stood out, in the, this, especially the latter half of the month here. He has really stood out on the ice. But, yeah. Scott. Nice. All right. Going on to number five. And number five, it's going to be last month's uh, Player of the Month for defenders, and that's going to be Ymir Wasil off of Idaho. He's an 03 out of, out of Belvedere, Illinois, and uh, again, he just stands out on the ice. He's always in the he's always in the opponent's faces. A strong defensive play, knows where to be, and uh, very impressed with him so far. I mean, again, here he is, back to back months being mentioned here, but uh, yeah, incredible defender. Awesome. And who do we got in at number four? Number four, also mentioned last month, uh, I think he might have been second, but this month, Teddy Hember of the Ogden Mustangs. He's an 0-3 out of Stockholm, Sweden. And again, what strong defensive play out of this guy. Really strong on the puck. It's not often that a player gets past Hember, and he can also set up an He's a really, really good setup guy. I'm pretty impressed that Ogden was able to pick him up, and I'd be stunned if Ogden – in fact, same with uh, uh, Wasil here because they're both 0-3s. Honestly, these 03s, if they're if they're not on these rosters for these NCDC teams next year, I'd be stunned because they are real standouts. And if they're not, other teams can snipe them. I would say the same thing with Kanapka. If I'm uh, if I'm one of these NCDC teams in the West, I'm uh, I'm definitely taking a look at at Kanapka. But yeah, Teddy Hember, number four. And at number three. Number three, we're going to go back to Utah here with Seth Stock, the 02 out of Rapid City, South Dakota. He has stood out basically all year, but really this month he had a just really strong play, always involved in the play. Again, well, I don't know what else he can say about defenders, but when they shut it down, they're they're quite noticeable. Yeah, it's you know the, going back because I agree with you. Taking a quick break on this, it's the it still happens even in the NHL level where they talk about a defenseman in points, right? And lots of times you're seeing the guy that's nominated, you know, for the top defenseman, 
and it's usually they're looking at points. Like I do understand that, you know, it's part of the game, right? But mm-hmm. I'm more impressed by the shutdown defenseman that makes life hell. That's blocking a ton of shots, pivotal in that play as well. I think that's so overlooked. Like I don't understand why points is always the biggest draw, right? Because we've seen, right. you know, and I'll, I'll throw it out there. Like I was a huge Keith Yando fan, offensive, defensive defenseman when he was in his prime he was great like i've watched him make so many outstanding plays on the offensive side but defensively at times wasn't always there is the way i'd put it right not horrible but not always there i've watched him make a few weaker plays and it's not knocking the guy like he had a great career and be honest with you i got to meet him several times great great human being too yeah again going back to it it's just on the defensive side so like i do like the shout outs to the guys that are just shut down defensemen you know, nothing better than a shot blocker that's coming across and helping the on out, right? All right, had to had to throw that out there. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you there, just because it's kind of like I, I may have mentioned this in a previous podcast. I just don't remember because I'm still tired. But it's like when the Buffalo Sabres signed Matthias Samuelson to the big contract, and everyone's like, "Who?" But he's literally the right hand man to Rasmus Dahlin, and or left hand man. I don't really know which side he is. I think maybe he's the left hand man to Dahlin. He's not a point getter. Samuelson's not a point getter. He's the guy that allows Darlene, the gifted offensive defenseman, to be able to go into the play and make the play happen because he's going to be where he's supposed to be, which allows Darlene to go to where Darlene can go. So, like you said, it's not all about points with defensemen. And that's why people reach out and like, well, I had this many. Well, you're a defenseman. That's not even then. If you're here forward and you're like, oh, I'm one of the top scores in the USPHL this month. Cool. It's, you know, and that can be very noticeable, but th- there's more to hockey than than points. Obviously, it's a big deal, but uh, players have their roles and players that play their roles well stand out. Yeah. And, and it just there's just players to look to look at. Right. Because if you're starting a team in your prime right now and you're, you're you know, you're looking for somebody to choose, you know, and I'm not going to go back way back in the 70s, 80s and 90s. I'm not going to go there with that. We'll talk about more recent players, but I'm still taking like a Sidney Crosby for me because of his whole overall game. You know, that's one of my top picks, you know, and I would still pick him. Yep. People would say I'm not so for Connor McDavid just because Crosby's overall game, you know, is phenomenal. You know, and there are kind of players like Patrice Bergeron would be right up there for me. Right. You know, a guy that is consistently scoring goals is a is is great in a circle, great in a locker room, a great leader, a great community guy and everything. Right. Just an all around solid player and so amazing on the defensive side. And those guys are so underrated in this league. It's not like Crosby's underrated, but you'll hear people chirp Crosby because, oh, he only got 30 goals that season. <laughs> Look what everything else he does, right? He's just one of those players that when he jumps on the ice, he can make something happen, right? And it's not taking anything away from McDavid, anybody. Like, you know, if I'm building a franchise and any of those names come up, well, hell yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm snagging them, right? But like I said, you know, and I'm a Habs fan here talking about Bergeron, right? Like mm-hmm. one of the biggest daggers to my Habs was Bergeron, right? Just because he always steps up to perform, uh, you know, great, great players. So, yeah, just going back to that for a quick minute is, yeah, there's a lot more than, you know, just, you know, one side to hockey. Like the complete players, the ones that usually grab my attention more. And uh, one more time about this defenseman before we go on to number two. Don't shove your <laughs> don't shove the opponents on top of the goal. <laughs> yeah. And sorry for the squeaky chair, too, because uh, 
I'm on a squeaky chair up in my recording room now, too. But, uh, yeah, let's move on to number two. Uh, it's going to be Evan Wamiz off of the Northern Colorado Eagles. He's an 0-2 out of Petrolia, Ontario. And uh, he's he's been hurt a lot this month. Uh, he got, I think it was a shoulder injury that got him in September, if I'm not incorrect. Uh, so he spent a long time out, but he's come back, and he's come back quite strong. He's been very noticeable for Northern Colorado, especially, uh, I want to say, during the showcases. Because they were at a different showcase there. I think they were up in Chicago. But Wamas is just playing his game. He's the reason I think he's stood out before on the Eagles roster. And, uh, yeah, just a really good month. And, again, I think it stood out more because I know he came off that long-term shoulder injury. So it was uh, not only is his game impressive in general, but coming back off an injury like that uh, and to play as strong as he has already has been been really good. Yeah, shoulders are um, – I, I separated his shoulder at one point. It's just – it's a nasty one to come back from. Hopefully, uh, Evan can stay healthy, crossing our fingers for you there, pal, so you can uh, continue the season on him uh, with a strong season injury-free. So let's talk about the number one. Yeah, number one, our defender of the month is going to be off the Fresno Monsters. He's an 0-2 out of Fresno, and he was mentioned on our podcast last month. This month, number one, that's going to be Jacob Gagno. So what... And again, the Gagnon thing. I, <laughs> I was he can to reach out to us, but I gag. keep getting. I was. I, I laughed since you said it. Like I don't doubt that it's Gagnon. I don't doubt it because it's the American pronunciation, right? So I, I don't doubt that it's it. But uh, he was he at the showcase? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, man, he was at the showcase. That's just too bad you couldn't hear them announce his name or even just go up and talk to him. But Jacob, let us know, Gagnon or Gagnon. Okay. I don't think I got to see. It's one of the few teams I didn't actually get to see in action. Uh, I just missed, like, because they're between two arenas, and I spent my time at Lifeguard. And I think Fresno was almost always at City National. Um, And I think the one game they may have played at the Lifeguard, I wasn't there. So I don't actually, and it's too bad because I love those jerseys. Those are some of the best jerseys, not only in the USPHL, but in hockey. And uh, I was really looking forward to getting to see those jerseys, but uh, it didn't happen. All right, my friend. So we are now moving over to the forwards because we're always saving the best for last. Heck yeah. (laughs) Goalies, baby. Yeah. Who's your honorable mention? Uh, Honorable mention this month uh, for forwards is going to be off of Las Vegas, the 0-3 out of Reading, Connecticut, Gavin Frack. Really strong month to start. I think the end of November going into December was you always heard Frack. Like he was always right place, right time. I think he was – Gaining a bunch of points at that time as well. But, yeah, Gavin Frack is my honorable mention. He might have slipped into the actual top ten if I could have probably watched those showcase games better. Yeah, he really stood out in the beginning of the month for sure. Awesome. So who do we have seeing at number ten? At number ten was going to be last month's honorable mention, and that's going to be Yuri Stalev from the Long Beach Riders in 0-2 out of Moscow, Russia. And uh, I actually got to meet him at the at the showcase as well talking to heath goldsmith who's been on the podcast and heath had to run off to do stuff for the team because he wasn't uh, starting or backing up that game so he's in a suit and yuri just looked at me and he's like buffalo <laughs> and, I was just like, <laughs> and i saw them wearing the number two but i'm like i'm sure it's stay love because i think i said yuri and i said let me look at the back of your jersey because i wanted to confirm it was stay love so it was fun meeting, uh, getting to meet him and, uh, you know, meet one of my fantasy roster kids because he's been on my fantasy team now for a little bit. Good chance to meet him. And he's scored the dirtiest goal so far, I think, this year. Let me look at my highlights tracker for goals. And, yeah, 
I won't say where he's at, but he's definitely near the top, if not at the top. I just don't want to give anything away. But, yeah, what a dirty, dirty goal. And, uh, yeah, it was great to meet him. Hey, so um, Old Spice, there's your uh, there's your uh, sponsorship deal right there, Yuri. Old Spice. You can wash Old that Spice. dirt off all your opponents. After hey, I like that sponsorship. I like their their products. So definitely reach out, Old Spice. And also, <laughs> I, I can't find it over here in Denmark, so you can always... Send me some with the sponsorship. <laughs> Just All right. <laughs> Who do we got in that number nine? Uh, number nine is going to be Yori Boyd off of the Rock Springs Prospectors. He's an 0-2 out of Rock Springs. And, uh, yeah, he's he's had a really good season. He started the season very strong in the beginning, and I think he kind of faded for a little bit. A little bit, not a lot. I mean, he's one of Rock Springs' top players. But, again, he just had a strong month in December. Very noticeable. Scored goals. Uh, was playing solid forward level hockey. I don't know how else to put it. You know, he, he he's when he's on the ice, you usually notice and uh, definitely notice again. I was I don't even know was he on? I swear, if he wasn't on our list last month, he might have been one of the final cuts. But I swore he was on the list last month, but I don't have a note to say he was. I thought he was. But anyway, Yori Boyd, Rock Springs. Yeah. Don't do not ask me because everybody, I apologize ahead of time. I am terrible with names. Terrible. Terrible. So now they, so when we get to talk to people, I get a lot better with it because I make associations right now. Like one of our boys, little green bag, Tarantino, always going to remember him now. (laughs) So who do we have at number eight? Uh, Number eight, it's going to be off the Idaho Falls, Bud Kings, Landon Wright. He's an 06 out of Belva, Ontario. I think the youngest one on our list this month. And uh, man, what a month. He's, I think right now he's on a six or seven game point streak. Um, he had, if I'm not incorrect, I might be incorrect. I don't know if it was him or Justin Davis who had the first ever game. I, I, somebody had the first ever goal at their new arena there in Idaho Falls. I want to say it wasn't right. I want to say it was Justin Davis. I don't remember. Um, maybe it was Goodwin. Anyway, uh, Wright has just Oh, man, this kid. And he's from your neck. Of, well, kind of your neck of the woods. Ontario is a really big place. So maybe, you know, a few hours, six, five, five, six hours. How far are you from Belleville and, and Sault Ste. Marie when you obviously you're from Sault Ste. Marie? You don't really anymore, but that's like a so, good six, seven yeah, hours. About, yeah, about. Yeah, because I think right. Toronto. Because, dude, I, I can't remember because my dad's He's like, more from my neck woods. I think I'm closer in Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just one of those yeah. things with Ontario. Right. Belleville is not quite the gta right it's just one yeah. of those outskirt ones so yeah that's not quite it's not quite there but it's almost the gta right so you know toronto i think was a seven and a half hour drive for us but i don't remember it's been a while since i've driven to toronto because every time i'm home now my wife's family is in ottawa and then a lot of our good friends are in montreal so we're just shoot down to ottawa as opposed to stopping in in t dot so yeah. um but anyway, yeah. So there we go. There's our little geography, Susan. <laughs> yeah, I'd be surprised if he's not on Idaho's roster next year. And if not, I'm if I'm one of the other NCDC teams, again, I'm going to snipe him. Um, really impressed with his game. Uh, and for an 06, too. I mean, he's you can have him on your roster for a few years. So mm-hmm. pretty good. And right. Who do you got at number seven? At number seven, I've got from the Rogue Valley Royals, Scott Vanderhoff. He's the American Danish 05 out of Vernon, New Jersey. Again, a guy who's been noticeable all season. Really solid play. Again, one of these guys, if I'm an NCD team or, or an all team, I'm definitely taking a look at him because 
he just he just knows where to be. He's just one of those players you're never surprised to hear Vanderhoff. You know, it just when he's on the ice, it's incredibly noticeable and uh, definitely takes the brand new team up a level when he's on the ice. Nice. Who do you have in that number six? At number six, we're going to have Roman Wolinick of the Bellingham Blazers, another 05, and I'm pretty sure he was in the same spot last month. I think he was also sixth place for our, our noticeable players in the month last month, and he's uh, out of Langley, British Columbia. Again, when he's on the ice for Bellingham, you notice. He's had a strong month. He handles the puck well. He makes the right passes, and uh, yeah. He can put the puck in the net, so that doesn't hurt. So, Roman Wallenick. Nice. And who do you got coming in at number five? At number five, it's going to be Scott Bugarin off the Pueblo Bowls. Again, another guy that's come off an injury. I don't know. It might have been an upper body. I don't know. He was hurt, and he missed some games. But he's an O2 out of Moreno Valley, California, and, you know, the captain of this team. So, them being without him was rough for the Pueblo Bowls. Um, and they were excited to get him back uh, at some point this month. I'm pretty sure it was this month. But, uh, yeah, again, just he show, he definitely stood out at the showcase. Uh, I mean, he's the captain of the team. He, he knows how to lead. Um, and uh, the Pueblo Bulls are better with him on the team. That's for sure. Nice. So who do we have sitting at number four? Number four, it's going to be off the Utah Outliers, and it's going to be Paul Waldhauser, the O2 out of Klagenfurt, Austria. Uh I don't know what else you can say. If, if if you're familiar with Mountain Division hockey, you're familiar with Waldhauser. He's been uh, terrorizing the Mountain Division opponents for a couple years now, and uh, he had a really strong month. I think – I hope he's okay because I don't remember if he was in the Provo game, but he got a pretty nasty hit, I think, the second game. The first, I don't know which game it was. The first game or second game for uh, when they were playing Idaho, but uh, he took kind of a hit up high. I think it was a head-targeting shot. But um, I don't know. They had a long discussion I just didn't listen to at the beginning of the second period because it might have been an end of a first period. It was an end of a period play, but really outstanding month for Waldhauser. Very noticeable. Again, I don't know what the points are for him this month, but uh, that doesn't matter when I'm picking my you know noticeable players. It's uh, did I notice you or not? And Waldhauser was extremely noticeable this month. All right. And number three, I cannot wait for you to pronounce this one. Narek Alexanian? Yeah, Look off at Las you Vegas. Look well, at I've you watched go. I've watched him a lot, and he's been on our list before. <laughs> 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 I'm probably even pronouncing it wrong. Nerik Alexanian. I can I can screw it up. Now, is it East Angus, Quebec? I screwed that up, right? Because uh, that's it's an O2. That sounds about right to me. East, like you know, right. it's you know, you're not it's I, East Angus. That's that's of course the you know English trend you know version of that, but that's okay. I know. I just. I I figured I could have easily screwed that up. I mean, if I saw certain things in there, I'd just be able to screw it up. I'm, I'm looking at Angus. I'm like, there's a way I could screw that. Maybe Angu. I don't know. Like East <laughs> that's, pro- that's probably what it's called in in, in Quebec. But but well, well done. I'm really impressed, man. Like I thought I I didn't realize you'd already pronounced his name several times. So I looked at it and had a little bit of a uh, internal chuckle going on there when I saw. I'm probably gonna screw up the next kid. But. <laughs> <laughs> I, I the worst part is I actually hear the names all the time on the broadcast. And when I have to say it myself, I'm like, oh, gosh, what's his name? Landon rigged rigged. Right. Right. No, just a joke. But 
know, I could easily <laughs> screw some names up here, but all right, let's move on to number two. But yeah, no, sir, Alexian, awesome. I mean, what else can you say? The kid can put the puck in the net, um, and he he knows how to set up a play. And again, he just he finds the hole, but he's always that guy just just knows where the hole's going to be and just exposes the defense and just takes it away. I'm like, I that's a gift, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, absolutely, man. So who do you have in number two? Number two is going to be off the San Diego Sabres. That's going to be Mario Paganini. And I'm pretty sure I got that. He will correct me if I'm wrong, because I think we're going to have him on a podcast here uh, in the month of January. But uh, he's out of Harrison, New York. He's an 03. Again, just one of those guys. He's been extremely noticeable on the ice. Uh, he's re- really strong month. Again, with the points, I'm not 100% sure. But uh, in terms of getting my attention on the ice, he, I think he was a late cut. If he didn't make our roster or not make our roster, if he didn't make our uh, forwards honorable mention. Okay. So that's what they are. Basically for me, when I'm writing down goalies, forwards and defensemen, the rosters, and I just, you know, making the cut for that month. Yeah. Mario stood out. Uh, he's been standing out and uh, yeah, really, really, really impressed with his play this month, which is why he's second. All right. And who do you have in at number one? At number one, it's going to be Emmanuel Nakambu off the Provo Predators. So he's an 04 out of this one I can screw up. Boucherville, Quebec? Yeah, yeah, I don't see that. I got to pull up his elite prospects, but that sounds that sounds yeah. pretty good. Pretty good. I think it's Boucherville, Quebec. But uh, yeah, he's an 04 and he's big. He's big. <laughs> and uh, I mean, again, one of those players that has really been noticeable all season, but this month he's just. He just in the right place at the right time. And I'm not, again, let me look at it since we're both on elite prospects. Yeah, he's got so far this year eight goals, eight assists. Again, the Pro Bowl is basically for all intents and purposes as a new team. He's that guy that if he's not scoring, he's the reason another player is scoring. And I don't even mean by assist. I just mean off of just he's a rough and gritty player. And, yeah, he's he's a tough kid. There's not many people that want to try to go up and check him. He's the reason that a lot of times the Predators can score is because he's kind of made the play happen, even if he doesn't get the first or secondary assist. You know what I mean? Yep, absolutely. This just goes back to what I mean by you could say, OK, he's only got 16 points this season in 29 games, but that's not that's not what we're talking about. So otherwise, I could literally just go on, you know, the USPHL's website um, and just pull up, OK, who's the top point producers this month and give the awards out. It's who am I noticing? If Provo doesn't have him locked down next year, if I'm another team, going for that snipe. No, absolutely, man. Now here we go to our favorite portion. And again, guys, the best forwards, for forwards, defensemen, no knock to you guys. Love you guys, too. Just, just You guys are pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we love you when you're ripping the people away from us, right? We love you when you're blocking shots. We love you when you're scoring goals. However... Got a slight yeah. bias, so let's talk about your honorable mention for the tendies. All right, so honorable mention for the tendies. Uh, this is going to be off the Provo Predator, so we're sticking right in Provo. And it's going to be the 03 out of Littleton, Colorado, Bryson Stern. Again, another player coming off of injury. I don't think he started the month. Uh, I really don't think he did, but uh, he's been one of those main staples in the uh, Provo net. And uh, he's come back strong, and he was really, really impressed with him at the showcase. Uh, he had some, you know, the, the game I got to see with him, uh, he actually got to start. Very, very impressed with his play. Uh, had he had more games this month, probably would have slipped into the top 10. All right, so who do you have at number 10? At uh, number 10, it's going to be David Orsmog. We're just sticking right here in Provo, man. This is three players in a row. But at David Orsmog, the 0-2 out of, I'm just going to say Transylvania. 
Romania because I cannot pronounce where he's from. He can always reach out and let us know. Uh, I know that the Utah Outliers broadcasters are a big fan of his mask because his mask is kind of like the old school goalie mask painted over the regular mask. Really, I mean, since he joined Provo last month, or I guess we're in January, so he joined Provo at the end of November, he's just kind of jumped right into that basically the starting position there in Provo. And uh, he really, really has been impressive in that quite incredible play. And he makes some great saves. He, I will say he's a, uh, he's a bit of an emotional goalie. He definitely, uh, def- I don't, I will say emotional, but in terms of emotional, I mean, my style, mm-hmm. but you're going to get, he's, he's not going to shy away and be calm. He's just going to throw that punch when you get under his skin. Mm-hmm. And uh, that can be good and bad. Uh, for me, it was bad, but good. It's a double-edged sword, to be honest. But uh, I like his style of play. Let's just say that. Nice. Nice. Nothing wrong with that. So who do we have next on the list, my friend? Uh, number nine. So, yeah, that's going to be uh, Owen Yancey from the Ogden Mustangs. He was on our list last month. Again, he's on our list this month. He's an O2 out of Gilbertsville, Pennsylvania. I, he is basically that main guy in the Ogden net. He's one of the major reasons that they're... I would say second again to Utah this year because Utah's just having another amazing season. But uh, yeah, he's he's the reason why uh, the Ogden Mustangs um, are able to take those little bit of extra chances that give their you know their forwards and their defenders a little bit more confidence to break out because they know they got Yancey in that. That's nothing better than that goalie that you can just rely on, right? So I'll go back to like the Carey Price element of things, right? Able to take more chances when you know. When you absolutely know your goalie's back there for you, right? So solid tendy makes everything so much better. All right, let's go on to number eight. Yeah, number eight. We're going to be talking about Nicholas Heinzel of the Ontario Junior Reign. He's an 2 out of Glen Robertson, Ontario. And again, he just, he stands out. He had an amazing, I don't remember. I think he played the game right before the showcase. But I mean, he's, he stood out again in all year in that. But this, uh, this month, he had a really strong month, made a lot of, great plays and he's just that guy that again the forwards and defenders can feel confident knowing he's back there and he's making those saves yeah it had to be him that i'm thinking because i think it was ontario one of those had to be ontario that had the lights up around the glass i like that i don't think they should get rid of that i know it's like a christmas thing but just keep the lights up around the glass i love it seriously you're talking to the dude that loves lights (laughs) So <laughs> yeah, I, have, the, I am talking to the decorator here. Yeah. So the my, my backyard year round, I've got it's not so much in the summer because for those not familiar with Phoenix, it's uh, an oven. So don't spend much time out back in the summer months. But the rest of the year, I, I, I always have them still up. I've got warm white and then blue lights up in my backyard. So I like how the blue just, you know, it's such a nice color. So when I'm chilling in my hot tub, which I am definitely jumping in tonight, just from the effects of being attendee all my years, my body hates me. Love the lights. So, yeah, I would be totally on board for that, my friend. Keep up the lights year round. So next, who do we got next on the list? At number seven, it's going to be ETA. So I'm going to try to pronounce your name, buddy. Emil, Telefa, and Sil. Yeah. Yeah, we did that before. That's not not. Too I know. Bad. I, it doesn't mean I can't do it. It doesn't mean I can. Uh, well, it doesn't mean I can do it. I got to talk to him for a while too. He's. A, I like talking to him. He's an Ofada Laval Quebec. Before I continue going here, he's off of Rogue Valley Royals, and he was. Uh, I think he was the honorable mention last month. But got to meet him at the showcase. One of the players I got to stand there and talk to for a while. We stood behind the net. It was great talking to him, getting to know a little bit more about him. And I tell you what, his glove is just dirty. He must just sit there all the time practicing reactions. I tell you what. 
Emil, we've got to have you on podcast here. So let's get that set up, man, if you're listening in. But let's go on to number six. Yeah, we're going to stay right with another Quebecer. And it's going to be Charles Anthony Barbeau off the Northern Colorado Eagles. He's an 0-2 out of St. Tonami, Quebec. And uh, obviously one of my favorite goalies in the league. Love Charles Anthony Barbeau. Northern Colorado, if you're listening, uh, I know he is moving on to college because you announced that. And I think that'd be an awesome jersey retirement number. And when you retire that jersey, maybe send one my way. Not going to lie. Because you can't buy them, man. I can't even get on, I couldn't even get on Northern Colorado's website. You can't buy They don't have their gear for sale. And I think there's the X jerseys makes their jerseys. So shout out to X jerseys. We're always definitely looking for a sponsor. I would love to get my hands on a Barbeau jersey before uh, he moves on to college because that would be sick. I mean, watch kid play now for three straight years, and uh, he's definitely a staple there on the Northern Colorado roster. And I don't know if they have any retired jerseys, but if they don't, I think they should have their first one right there. And it wouldn't hurt that it's a goalie. Don't but, that, Oh, yeah, man. I also loved uh, – he, he did a bow uh, after shutting, um, stopping Ogden in Ogden during a shootout. And I thought that might be his last game because he kind of like bowed out. <laughs> and uh, it wasn't his last game because he had a couple at the uh, showcase as well. but And a couple beauties that I had to save. So you guys will be seeing those drop on our Instagram later in the month. And the reason – okay, I'm going to get this question too. I'm slowly pushing things. We started this whole thing off of really Twitter. That's where we got a lot of our followers and everything. Instagram and TikTok have been growing a little bit quicker. I definitely pushed heavier, heavier heavier towards uh uh you can tell i'm a broken toy right now but i pushed heavier towards instagram uh when twitter got purchased Mm -hmm. um, because i just waiting for twitter to not be there one morning so you know to the nearly thousand people we have following us on twitter check us out on instagram and tiktok just in case it's my main source for hockey news i can't lose twitter that's the whole reason i had it on twitter is because i i know twitter's all drama and basically for gen x but Everything drops quick on Twitter, everything. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, I can just follow all these hockey teams and just get hockey news and get all like my mean hockey stuff off of Twitter. And if that happens, I don't know where I'm going to get it from because Instagram's meta and everything's paid sponsorship there. So I keep keep getting the same team stuff nonstop. I'm like, I like one Chippewa Steel post. Guess what? You like all Chippewa Steel posts. Like, no, I want to see the latest posts. I just want to see what teams are mentioned. I hate it. Instagram, fix it before you guys hurt yourselves, too, because that's another one like Instagram. I don't know what their algorithms are, but they don't work. Like, just go back to letting people see what's most recent versus what's encouraged. It's not that's what's Kurt. That's what's hurting Insta. And then there's TikTok and I'm learning it. I'm getting better at it. I've been a fan of it since COVID. You're talking, about an old, you're talking about an old man on Facebook over here. All right. We got some AZ representation here again. Yes, more Arizona representation because number five is Connor Dumasnil or Dumanil, Dumanil. Reach out because I still don't know. Uh, but he's an 0-4 out of Arizona. Uh, he was mentioned last month. And uh, again, just incredible play again. He's the reason that Bakersfield is Bakersfield right now. I'm, this team would be pretty near the bottom of the, like, I would say probably the bottom right now of the division if uh, if it wasn't for him in that. He keeps them in games that they just don't have a right to be in. But again, it's an expansion team. They're going through their struggles and they're going to be good. Like you can already see the writing on the wall with this Bakersfield team. They're going to be good. And if they can get Connor back next year, if he hasn't been bumped up, because I honestly believe Connor could definitely 
be bumped up next year. That that's what I would say with uh oh yeah, speaking of like sorry, another honorable mention, I'd say Caden Enstrom and Bryson Snow off of like Rogue Valley. Rogue Valley's got a really great set of goalies. Got to talk to Frick and his dad during the game, so it was nice to meet you guys. But Rogue Valley's got some talent. So if I'm a scout out there, I'm definitely just kind of looking at all the Rogue Valley guys. Sorry, Rogue Valley, I don't want to snipe all your goalies, but I'm just saying that team they need to look at. But yeah, Connor Doom is nil. Arizona, I don't know what else to say about him. I think he's been mentioned every episode since we've seen him. So welcome back again, Connor. So mm-hmm. coming in at number four. Yeah, at number four. Let's <laughs> 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 do it. <laughs> Oh, Antonio, you're doing, I just got. Oh, I just got to tell you, every time your name pops up, that song instantly plays in my head. Oh, I I want to see you do that dance from Reservoir Dogs once on the ice after you make a save. Okay, buddy, just once for me. Okay, <laughs> he might. Antonio Tarantino, <laughs> the O2 out of Fremont, California. It was great to talk to him at the, the showcase as well. Uh, if I'm an honestly, if I'm a university, I'm definitely targeting him. He's basically the best goalie in the USPHL this year. It, it was interesting listening to the broadcast afterwards because I was at the game. I got the again, we stood there and talked for a while, but then I got to see the games live and got to see him play live. And uh, listening to the broadcast afterwards, and they were talking about. Uh, because I think they're playing on Terrence. Like, yeah, putting this on. He faced most of the season with was with Ogden last year, and then he was traded to Ontario. So I think his statement this year isn't so much against Ontario as it is against Ogden for trading him. But Ogden was, again, just a team that was balked up with goalies last month. Sava Serduk was playing out of his mind, and he's playing with Sokol Kiev in the, in the Ukraine League this year. They were stacked with goalies last year, and Tarantino just became the movable piece. I tell you what. They're all taking notice this year, though. And if I'm a college program, I am 100% trying to get my hands on Tarantino. Yeah, no doubt. I saw that beauty glove save he made. Yeah, I was behind the you, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your, your, your guy's reaction, mine was even bigger than what you made. I was like, what a push and just robbed him out of nowhere. Yeah. That was, some, that was yeah, a think- hard push. <laughs> that was a beaut. And I think it was actually me and ETA. And I don't know who else was back there with us, I think. But I think it was me, ETA, and I'm not sure who else. Again, there was at least one other person, maybe two. And uh, yeah, that that was dirty. That was a dirty, dirty save. Oh, yeah. So who do we have in that number three? Number three, it's going to be from the San Diego Sabres, the 0-2 out of Boulder, Colorado, Ethan Blackburn. Again, one of these goals that we just didn't get a chance to connect at the, at the showcase. We didn't cross paths. I mean... Uh, we saw each other on the ice. That was about it, but didn't get a chance to actually talk off ice. Maybe we'll have him on at some point as well. Impressed with his play. Super. I mean, he's the guy you don't see him a lot on our highlights because he's always in position. He, it's kind of like Tarantino. You don't, we don't have a lot of Tarantino highlights either. If you notice, we, that was a beautiful save he made there with the, with the push, but we don't generally highlight Tarantino a lot either. Cause he just, He's always in position, and Blackburn's just another one of those goalies. He's always in position. I mean, just an incredible goalie, and he's big. He's much bigger than I thought. Actually, elite prospects time, because he has to be like six for maybe six three. This is going to make very exciting uh, podcasting as I try to figure out uh, what the hell is 195 centimeters. <laughs> Do you know? Is he six foot five? 193 there's 12 centimeters or it's what is it one oh, you're talking about the canadian i'm like yeah he says he's six five six five okay okay six five all right yeah big guy so yeah let's uh, talk about number two but yeah number two uh it's gonna be off the Pueblo bowls it's gonna be alexander timmons he's an o2 out of stillwater minnesota 
I'm looking, if I'm a D1 program, additionally, as well as D2, D3 programs, I'm definitely taking a look at Timmons because I mean, he's got everything you want out of a goalie. Seriously. He's He's the entire package of a goalie as well. And if I'm a pro, if I'm a college program, again, I mean, not only him, but like Blackburn, Tarantino, all these O2 guys, I'm looking to try to get these kids into my program. Incredible, just incredible goalie. Yeah. And coming in at number one. Yeah, number one. This is going to be off the Rock Springs Prospectors, the O2 out of Vancouver, British Columbia, and technically he's Chinese, Taipei, Canadian. That's Brody Hishao. I can't explain the month he's had in terms of like in rock springs is another expansion team he i believe is taken in that rock springs is i didn't know if they were going to be it looked like maybe november led nikki was going to be the main guy but brody is just i don't know i don't know how to explain his game where he's come from what i saw in the beginning of the season to now he's exactly what you want to see a goalie that you're signing you're trying you know you want a guy that fights for the net i can see how he made the national team for chinese taipei because he is just I, I don't know how to explain I, I have a bunch of highlights you're gonna see this month, but he's tracking the puck better and better with each game. The team in front of him is still developing. Uh they can look brilliant some games and just look like they didn't get enough sleep in other game. So he's very stable back there net for a team that uh would otherwise be I'd say relatively struggling. It can even say let Led Nicky would be another great honorable mention this month. I think I I'd cut him last second. But Shao has just been – I don't know what else to say except you, if you're a scout out there and you're looking for a goalie, another one of these O2s to just target because, man, what – he's just gotten better all season. And I'm positive if, if his January is the same, he will be mentioned again in this podcast. Yeah, impressive product out of BC. I'd love to hear my Canadian goalies making an impact there, but also back to Connor. Love seeing a kid out of Arizona here, you know, lighting it on up. He's just had an incredible season, and all these players have. And that's why, again, if I'm a scout out there and I'm looking for an O2 for my college program, if I've mentioned them and I mentioned their birth years, probably a good reason to take a look at their uh, their video, maybe uh, reach out to those players and see if they've had any inquiries so far this year. And if they're an O3 or younger, again, if I'm a higher-level program, I'm definitely looking at any of these honorable mentions or any of these, uh, our, I guess, our 30 most impactful players in the month. I don't know what we would call the series yet. If anybody's got any ideas, reach out, but I like it. But this is probably a good place to wrap up as we've gone quite long. We do want to thank all of you listeners for tuning in. Be sure to reach out if you're new junior collegiate hockey worlds and wish to get on a future podcast. Also, follow us on Twitter at PHH Official and Instagram at PHH Podcast or TikTok at Pigeon Hockey Podcast to let us know what you think. This was the Pigeon Hockey Podcast with Chris and Steve. Have a great one, hockey fans. And remember, listeners, always clear your crease.